Hello, and welcome to the Subfoot Podcast, your entry into the land of no easy answers, as we journey through the vagaries of the mind, attempting to unravel the mysteries of why our brains brain. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. We're very happy that you're here. Uh, this, as always, is Kristen Rumor. I'm Aaron Stewart, and we are very happy to see you at this little puppet show that we call a neuroscience thing. <laughs> Science and puppets. Science and puppets. Together, at last. As they always should have been. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I think we're still on the uh, bullshit detector. Yeah, here. what are we talking about today? So today is episode three of the, the bullshit, le bullshit detector. The bullshit had so many parts. I know. Well, and see, and this is where it's, it's just the start of the conversation. That's the joys of each of these steps of Carl Sagan's bullshit detector, where these are just the beginning of the process of trying to determine whether something is... So listen to our bullshit, is, and then take the bullshit to your family dinners. Christmas is coming. Hey! I don't know what's going on anymore. I smell some, some bullshit or something. Is it, oh, it's me. Oh, oh darn. Yeah, I could have told you that. Have a sit next time. Hey, hey, I put on the perfume today. <laughs> it's just masking the odor. <laughs> as usual. It's done as nothing. Usual. It does nothing. It does nothing. Anyway, step number three. Once you've gotten through, well, let's run through these other ones. So step one, whenever possible, there must be independent confirmation of the facts. Step two, encourage substantive debate on the evidence by knowledgeable proponents of all points of view. Knowledgeable being the operative word there, as we <coughs> made a point of in the last episode. So we get now to step three. Arguments from authority carry little weight. What? But... Oh, this will be a good one. I thought I greased this thing. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> authorities quote unquote have made mistakes in the past they will do so again in the future so perhaps a better way of, to say it is that in science there are no authorities there are experts sure yeah yeah that makes sense yeah right so you can be an expert on a subject while still not necessarily being an authority right whereas you can know the information up to even a certain date, but everything up past this is still uncertain, you know? So, again, it's more a matter of that. That allows us to, again, kind of roll with the facts as they come in, too, mm -hmm. right? Where even if it's the most trusted authority or expert that you know of, they're still susceptible to the same biases and everything that we are, and so you have to wait for other scientists to then study what they've come up with and see if it's the See, I also take issue with the word expert. Okay. Right? I don't think anyone can ever be, like, something about the word to me just seems like I've learned everything that there is to know and there's nothing else and you must now trust everything I say because I am an expert. Well, right? that I think, I think would be the difference between authority and expert. The authority would be one person who knows all. Yeah. Right? Whereas an expert is just someone who has studied and, and is, right, like, they're, they're up on the facts, but again, is not considered to be the one person to talk to about the one, about the truth. Yeah, so of course. Right? See, I just don't think anyone holds, like, the universal uh, truth or the universal answer to, to anything. Right? Well, I think we're all novices. Like, you can learn as much as you can about a particular subject, but there's always more to learn. Yeah, and that's, that's absolutely true. And I, I, I agree with you that, you know, there are experts out there who seem to have just decided that they know enough and they're not going to change their opinions, they're not going to grow, they're not going to yeah. examine new information as it comes in. Um, they tend to fall out of the expert 
yeah. <laughs> category as far as I'm right. Like if you can't assimilate new information, it's it's tough to call you yourself an expert on that new information. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's where again the authority end of things is to be able to differentiate between people who are aspiring to be authoritative and be that voice of versus someone who has decided that they know everything and that's who, that's what this is. Right. So is it, you're seeing it as a matter of control versus conversation in a way, right? An authoritative figure is more about the control, whereas expert is more about a conversation and learning and, and sharing. Yeah, the authoritarian, like, I mean, like think of authoritarian, right? Where the buck stops here, right? Where Don't ask questions. Exactly. And that's the part where it becomes a problem. Right, is if you can't question the authority, uh -huh. right, and say, that, Gosh, that's where have still, we seen that happen? Yeah, you know, that, that's where things become an issue, right? Is, is if I can't say, Yeah, but what about this? and have them come back with an actual, again, knowledgeable response to it, that throws into question the authority and the expert opinion of this person mm -hmm. or, of any, or of anything, right? Like any, you know, group of, society of, you know, association of. You know, it, it all stands to that same thing where every once in a while they just have to kind of reassess things and decide whether it still makes sense to be teaching or, or learning or using these or whether the tools have changed or, right? There's, yeah. there's so many ways that this world has, has, you know, evolved as we've gotten, you know, better at, you know, the costs of making things, the, the techniques for making things. I mean, the idea 20 years ago that you would be able to take a tube of toothpaste and squeeze that into a 3D printed object. <laughs> right? I mean, it's not toothpaste, but the idea is the same, where you just squeeze it through this thing and it molds it into it. Now you've got a, a, a Rubik's Cube? What? Who the what? <laughs> I mean, that's the cool thing. We've come really far with, with science and technology, and it, it's quite funny when there's still a lot of resistance to it, which I know we, we cover this a lot, right? I guess that's history all over again. It's human nature to be, you know, leery of new things, but at the end of the day, you're like, that's pretty fucking cool. And every conceivable metric, we are head and shoulders above even 100 years ago. Oh, God, even like 20 years ago. You know? and, and despite the fact that that growth spurt has led to some, you know, growing pains, let's call them, right? I got stretch marks. Really? That's basically <laughs> what it is. We've kind of stretched the planet a little bit, and now we get to figure out whether we can, you know, get the collagens or whatever to kind of make them this... <laughs> <laughs> right? like, this is the scientific method of what's happening right now. <laughs> but it, you know, it's, it's like in there. the thing is that everybody wants to continue this whole thing as if we get to just do it as we have been doing it instead of having to make changes. And that's kind of the problem that we're running up against here right now is that everybody wants to just keep rolling as if this is what we're supposed to be doing yeah. despite the warning signs that say that we really need to just stop it and do something different. I kind of want to take it back to how we started the episode and basically what um, authority, authoritarianism is. God, I can't speak today. Um, and <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Let me throw that in the beginning. <laughs> right oh, so. Anywho, uh, authority, authoritarianism. Yes. <laughs> Some authoritarianism. <laughs> I've totally forgotten what my point was. We were heading back to the beginning of... We were circling back, but... And, ...and experts and how uh, sometimes we need to just take it all with a grain of salt. And that's where I go, like, if, if the information makes more makes sense a year from now, then it's 
might be true, right? I mean, but you hear a lot of stuff that, you know, you just never hear about again. <laughs> it's gonna That's be true. the newest, best thing! It's gonna, everybody's gonna fuck! Oh my god, it's gonna change everything! You've never seen anything like it before! So, you, a lot of this, these things are, you know, ideas that hopefully we can flesh out and, and make better as we go. Yes. Oh, I remember now. Yay! Okay, before my words stumble and puppet vomit diarrhea of words, uh, <laughs> I was going to ask the question of um, whether authoritarian... Oh, don't make me say the word again. Damn it. So I would say that our society now has a huge increase of authority figures, sure. right? I would say, and whether they're real authority figures or self-made authority figures, that's a whole other conversation to be had. But basically, like for any walk of life, there is someone who knows best and you need to listen to them and they're going to tell you what to do and how to live your life right. Um, and I'm curious whether you think that this has an impact on why people are reluctant to change. Well, I think it does have part of it. I, I think it's mostly that, you know, again, like we talked about last episode, where the information just flows so quickly now mm -hmm. that it's so hard to just, as this merry-go-round is spinning past us, to figure out where to jump in, right? Like, okay, was that the information? Nope. Was that was that it? Oh, oh how about, was that it? Right? You know, if you're if you're watching a fast-moving stream flow past you uh -huh. and trying to figure out what parts of it to actually grab onto, it makes it tough. And so, if someone says, "No, no, no, just listen to me." Yeah. Right? That, for our brains, means a lot less energy output. Yes. Right? Which, like, the lifeline of someone saving you is just like, oh, thank God, I don't even have to think anymore. Oh, God. Okay, just tell me what to do. It's cool. All right, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and a lot of us get to that, you know, the society that we've made here is just go, go, go all the time. And so, again, our brains seek those moments of, can we just, like, shut this shit off for a second? <laughs> <laughs> right? Can we just, Make please, just like, oh, come on, you know? And so, you know, to have the, the chants that everybody does, the you know, the rituals, the, the structure of that kind of stuff does make your brain really just kind of go, oh, thank goodness, you know? So it, it makes it difficult to kind of separate that stuff out, yeah. right? Once you have kind of, you know, become part of that and, and made it your identity, that's when things become harder. Right? And that's where the, the idea of trying to change your mind yeah. becomes a real problem because it's not just your mind you're trying to change, it's who I am. Yeah. Right? And so if this authority figure that you have decided is the way and the light is, is telling you things and someone else is saying otherwise, yeah. you're conditioned to disregard them. Yeah. Well, when you have this many authority figures as well, mm. right? I mean, everyone is trying to sell you stuff, right? And in this kind of information era, you can't escape it, yeah. right? It's always been a thing, you know, like Stinson and Sons, hair growth tonic, right? Things like that. But now it's literally everywhere you turn, someone is trying to sell you a magic pill, mm -hmm. right? And it's worded differently, uh, whether it's the form of, you know, like a life hack or, you know, like, <laughs> but you do kind of get used to it. Like you said, if you fall into that mindset all of a sudden of, of believing it, of um, all it takes is kind of that one click and then you're down that rabbit hole of, I do want my life to be easier. I mean, I'm sure everyone out there can identify with having bought a lot of crap online, right? Because, oh, it probably will be shit, but on the off chance it actually does what it says it will, 
right? And you kind of then just keep falling into the cycle, and it's then the fallacy of sunken costs, yeah. right? Yeah. Where it's, well, I put this much in, so surely it needs to pay off soon. Or even worse, that you got something that did work, and so now you've bought into all of the other stuff as if it must work as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of you managed to find one thing that treated the one that you needed and all the other other stuff might still like even that might still be not really helping you, but might have just been even a placebo effect, which we're going to get into later because it's just yeah. fucking amazing that our brains have the ability to completely just fuck with us like that. Yep. You know, they sure do. And, and that's a lot of where, you know, this idea again comes from, like the power of your mind. You know, the ability to change is a real, you know, superpower, <laughs> you know. Yeah. The ability to actually take an idea that you have held for years and decades and, and forever and to be able to actually, you know, rethink that into something else is a real, it's, it's like kudos to everyone that's ever actually been able to pull that shit off, man, because it's real hard. You know, I've had to do it a few times in my life where I've had to just really step back and go, oh, God, that was me, wasn't it? <laughs> okay, you know, and that's the hard part is just the, okay, what do we do now? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, okay, I fucked it up. <laughs> right? Do I just, like, turn my back and... Well, I think, like, or... the power to change comes from, like, recognizing that the power comes from within you. Mm -hmm. Which sounds super cheesy, but uh, it is true. Yep. It's been inside you all along. And that's, that's the problem with all of these, you know, messiahs and authority figures is they want you to believe that the power is outside you. Well, and that's what all of this advertising does, all of this marketing, is it leads you to believe that you need something or somebody else in order for your life to be complete. But, 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 but Kristen, you told me that all I needed was you, and, and once we got this going, that I would need nothing else in my entire life. I'm still waiting for your life savings, Aaron. That was part of the deal. I gave you my... I, the dollar fifty, wasn't that? I thought that was... <laughs> <laughs> Membership level starts at 10 sure. grand. Yeah. Oh, then I'll save you. Oh, okay. I guess I'm still floundering. Then. We're building a spaceship, <laughs> for God's sake. I mean... <laughs> well, that's where all the money went. That explains Obviously. everything. Obviously. Jeez. <sighs> <laughs> but going back to, um, yeah, it's being sold all of this stuff that makes you feel that you need it and therefore you don't feel like you have the power within you to make any sort of change, right? So even if you do have that burst of motivation one day and you're like, that's it, and you get up and you're like, I'm going to face the world and I'm going to do all this, like the first thing that hits you as soon as you open your phone or turn on the TV or even talk to another human being, for Christ's sake, is the overwhelming message, well... You can't, unless you have this. Yeah, I mean, I was a smoker for 20-some years, and it was the same thing where everybody kept saying, oh, try this, this is the way to do it, I got it, this will work, and none of it worked. What worked was me just saying, I'm done. Yeah. You know, and I had to actually just, you know, cold turkey it, and it was a rough three months for my son, sorry. <laughs> right? And everyone around me, sorry. But, you know, in the end, it was one of those things that, that needed to be done. And that was a change that I had to make. Mm -hmm. And that was, like, one of the hardest things. To, and that's where, you know, all of this other stuff that I've had to change in the you know, subsequent time has just been this, like, oh, okay, I guess I just do this now. Hey, cool. All right. <laughs> you know? And while it's still a progress, you know, moving forward where it's always, I mean, I'm never done. I'm never the expert or the authority figure on me. Right? Which I think is a lesson for everybody out there, by the way. You know, <laughs> anyway, 
Uh, there's always growth. There's always something new to be trying to add to who you are, what you are, and, and you know where where do we grow from here? And I think I mean it's it's not about the end game, yeah. right? And just to add another little pearl of <laughs> morality, wisdom. we're putting that on the mug. So that's that it. Yeah. Uh, like it's not about the end game. It literally is about the journey, right? And we've become so obsessed with getting to where we want to be. Um, and a lot of it's materialistic, right? As we need to have this thing to show people because that somehow justifies our existence. Um, and then in, you know, striving for that, we end up forgetting about everything that it takes to actually get there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? All the roses. And it sounds like an after school special, but like literally the journey is all, all there is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right? And people that, you know, deny themselves you know, even some small form of pleasure around this whole thing, right? That that they would, you know, consider that to be disrespectful in a lot of cases to what we've been given, you know, uh, instead of it being something that you only have a short time. And as far as I'm concerned, the only thing that we get to take with us is what we've seen and experienced and, and the things that we've touched and felt and, and mm -hmm. the emotions that we got to really just grab hold of, right? Like, that's right. I don't feel that anger is something that you need to just, you know, never feel. A lot of people go about their whole lives going, no, I never lose control. And I just don't know if that's the way, like, sometimes we just need to have that time of you just go into a room and just go, <laughs> you know, and you try to keep it away from other people. So, that, you know, that's why you do it in the closed room where you can have that time of just like, you know, and then you get to go about your day. Yeah. You know, and if, if you don't have that outlet, if you don't have that means of getting a lot of this just crap that builds up inside of us out of you how are you supposed to you know have a, a you know a productive conversation with somebody who's going through something like that yeah right if you've never experienced anger or, or you know let yourself experience anger how do you deal with someone who is just in an angry position right now right and without that empathy that understanding of oh i've been there before and you know what helped me just having somebody give me a hug Right? Or, or just having that empathetic, or just having somebody just, just fucking understood. Right? Sometimes that's all it takes. And without feeling, experiencing, just really holding these things in your core for a second and going, oh, 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 You'd never, you'd never really know just what it really feels like from that perspective, right? Or, or just pure joy. If you've never experienced just pure, like, just unadulterated bliss, you know? How would you ever, you know, if somebody was trying to explain this to you? And this is where I like the idea that, that our language came essentially from the monkeys following the mushrooms. What? Uh, there's a theory that essentially like about 10,000 years ago or so our brains have exploded in size Yes, and the theory is that once we became Migratory and started following herds of animals mm -hmm. their dung would grow mushrooms mm -hmm. like magic mushrooms Ooh. Okay, and it was the ingesting of these mushrooms that led to us kind of having to try to figure out how to use language Okay, interesting. Yeah because think about it, if you're, if you're a monkey walking down, you know, the, the savannah and you're looking at a tree and you're trying to explain a tree to another monkey, you can point to tree and say tree. Uh -huh. Okay? 
But if you're looking at that tree and the tree is moving and it's got snakes climbing out of it and it's turning purple, and how, how would you explain that to another monkey? Tree, 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 tree. You know, and so a lot of it, came, they, they think that a lot of this came from us just having these experiences that there was just no way of explaining without having to use words that like eh, head and, and head broken, <laughs> you know, and having to really explain, explain these esoteric concepts that to, you know, just someone trying to survive day to day and get their food wouldn't have needed to ever explain. So we're just a bunch of high monkeys, essentially. In a way, like it, it really is an elegant theory. It is actually, <laughs> you know, yeah. because it does really explain a lot of that kind of stuff. Why the mushrooms, you know, really there's there's receptors in our brain that are apparently built just for receiving that kind of stuff, huh. right? Uh, THC has a, has a receptor inside the brain. It's just like, hey, THC, how's it going? <laughs> Um, and a lot of these, you know, like the DMT that our brains produced is, is a lot of ways analogous to a lot of these other psychedelic drugs, right? Well, the, and it's very common in, in a lot of, you know, ancient cultures, not our, you know, very young Western one, where psychedelics are very much a part of spiritual growth yeah. and still are, right? Yeah. Like there is an importance that's put on that for sometimes, I mean, when used correctly, obviously, it's to actually expand the mind and to sometimes have experiences. Sometimes used incorrectly too. Well, sure, yeah. I mean, it is cool that we're open to having these experiences, mm -hmm. right? Well, some are. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> is there a danger in becoming uh, dependent on those experiences? Well, and that's where, that's the, that's actually the fun thing about these psychedelics, is there really isn't any dependency issue with most of them at all. Mushrooms, you literally can't get dependent on. Yeah. And it's not one of those ones where you have any withdrawals from either, mm -hmm. right? There's no real come down, there's no real kind of... Yeah. I mean, but, we're not medical professionals here, but anyway. I so. can only speak from experience. <laughs> we should just throw that disclaimer yeah. in now, like before a bunch of people go out and start uh, ingesting copious amounts. Well, of and mushrooms. that's and then so so to drag this back, I am not an authority. I am, however, a bit of an expert on some of it. <laughs> <laughs> I have studied not only in terms of the the scientific literature, literature but in terms of the sitting inside my head and going, hey, that's interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know how we started off with authority figures and ended up on psychedelic monkeys and mushrooms and... Well, see, and that's... that's oh, a, to make this point, the psychedelics actually remove your sense of self. Hey? Do, you, do you mean your ego? Yeah. Okay. And so, in I mean, a you lot still of it, are a human. Maybe. And that's the thing. Like, it actually removes that part of you that goes, "I am I. I am me." I, like, you have you have just this weird disconnection between you know what your body is and who you are and all these. And that's what really makes them a real therapeutic. They're they're starting to approve many of them for for different therapies and different. Uh, yeah. techniques for really helping with depression well, and, and ultimately and that is things. the root of a lot of suffering yeah. right is this big lie that we are somehow separate from others mm -hmm. right and if you do you remove that ego that me we're all yeah. actually in the collective yeah. right and that's absolutely what it is really good for
you know and if for a lot of people that really just need that you know just step back from themselves sometimes it's very effective and again in done when done in a clinical setting has been shown to be more effective than any of the drugs that these people have been taking for years and decades and where ever since they were diagnosed because that was the only way that doctors had of treating these problems you know was just giving them a pill right sometimes therapy works but for the most part they would try to treat it with pills and then send them for therapy yeah. Right. Versus versus a lot of these things where you could have one one kind of therapy session every month or so, sit down with a few mushrooms. Four hours later, you get to kind of walk out and, and just have a new perspective. Like the thing about the, the a lot of the psychedelics also is the effects don't just last after the trip is done. A lot of times the the brain reacts by pumping out happy chemicals for the next three months. Hmm. And so that's where the microdosing of mushrooms has become a real thing too as well because that just it keeps that serotonin, all of the happy chemicals inside your brain. It just allows you to be more receptive to them for the next little bit, hmm. which is very effective for a lot of people who are in you know, depression, anxiety, all of these kind of problems that, that have, you know, that stem from issues of your brain just not receiving or not pumping out enough or just chemicals being out of balance, right? Like sometimes that helps you to just take that, you know, or we talk about how we get into brain loops. It's also very effective for being able to, now being able to picture a, a way out of something that you've been stuck in this loop this whole time. And now you actually have these, because what it does is it essentially wires parts of the brain that don't normally talk to each other and allows them to kind of communicate in ways that they haven't done before, mm -hmm. right? So it opens you up to thinking differently, which is really what this show is all about. Realistically, this whole show is, I mean, puppets notwithstanding, a, a, real, <laughs> a real trip, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and we, like, we, we appreciate you joining us on this little trip that we've uh, crafted here for you. And so to sum up this episode, uh, authority figures, bad, drugs, Good. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that says it all, doesn't it, right? I think that, yeah, I think yeah. that. Uh... <laughs> well, as always, thank you for joining us, and uh, hopefully we are helping to expand something. <laughs> I have no idea where I was going with that. <laughs> we'll get our shit together one of these days. Maybe. I thought we were just But gonna... don't hold your breath. I mean, it's yeah. mostly just going to be this. This is pretty much the show, indeed. Well, we look forward to hearing from you. Uh, don't be afraid to reach out. Send us your puppets. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the Subvert Pod. Uh, don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of this new and always exciting stuff that, that we're doing over here. <laughs> Thanks for being part of it, everyone, and we will see you next time. Tutors.